planet Earth. Welcome to reality. You are now entering your imagination. Please resume the downright position and we'll see you there in a few. Just relax. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? When are we going to get this trip before cool? Welcome to Real Life, the show that talks about the podcast, that talks about the show. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you are listening to ICUPBM, where all we air is giddy shit. What crap do we have for our shitty listeners today, Charlie? I think you hacked up along. For the last time, my name is Tim, you fucking homeowner. Cut. Take two. We seem to be having technical difficulties. Censorship, beeps, constant fucking hordeship. Promise me a promotion, you fucking fucking cut. Welcome to Man's Kitchen, where all we serve is raunchy butts of shit. Did you just say butts? <laughs> Starring some white guy, Pole Bean, and two fat white dudes. Johnny, today's topic, science offers a beep into... Today's, let's try that again. Today's topic science offers a peep into how melons offer comfort. Do you prefer peaches or pears, Larry? Johnny, there's no such thing as spoiled fruit. Even bananas offer potassium and protein when served with these nuts. Come again, Larry? I think I might. As our viewers know, this is supposed to be a family-friendly station. Let's try to keep it respectable. That's what your mother said right before she offered me some of the fruits of her lawn. Damn it, Larry. Why, you're the one swearing. Johnny, take three. Blueberries and served with the eggplant. Cut. Roll the fucking sound bite. Take five. You're listening to ICUPBM. Larry is homesick with explosive diarrhea. Liar! You're a liar. You're a fucking liar. But what we have, JD, here in his place. But we have JD here in his place. Shut up, Larry. Hey, you shut up. Why is my dust packed in possessions next to the door? JD, what do you have for us today? JD, today's topic, kale, Larry. Some nuts. Johnny, stop that. Give me the fucking mic. Daydreams, written and narrated by Matthew Avasia, copyright 2020, a decade of hell on earth, around every corner there lurks danger, cautious are the innocent, for they have no protection against the evil ones, chapter one, the devil's game. Welcome to Hell on Earth, the sign flashed through my mind as I rode into town. The streets were mostly desolate. An occasional sound protruded through the silence. A baby's cry pierced the air as I passed through town. Outside the harlots chat and they gossip. Inside the ladies and gents laugh and sip on the devil's juice. Sloshed and merry they roam, going nowhere. Unstraddling my hog, I step off my bike. I'd arrived. To the west, all the broken people came to repent. Stuck in the darkness, they begged for forgiveness. I was headed south. Suddenly, I slipped. Having fallen into the grave, I looked around. Entirely different world exists within the core of the earth. 
My experience of life and love are strange. Everywhere that I look, people are performing odd customs and traditions. The earth bears a stench of sulfur and burnt flesh. Within the house of Lucifer, the damned cry for salvation, then are tortured to the furthest extent of the law. The judicial yell rape, greed, murder, lust. Equality is non-existent. Everyone is damned, and so was I. The white trash, the niggers, the dagos, and the Jews, along with the fags, the Christians, and you felt sorrow and were blue. We were fucked. Every one of us must pay the price for what we've done. Into the furnace to meet our demons. The cries of salvation were tortured to my ears as I journeyed through the furnace. Words cannot describe the night. The agony I experienced as my skin began to burn. Sin gives birth to all anxieties at the roots. Stemming from the seed, evil is the devil of heartbreak. The seed of evil was planted by Lucifer himself. Creepy vibes bearing evil fill my veins. The evil ones speak to me in gibberish. I know not who they are. Wicked are the damned, for they slander and mock to God. The judgmental are judged to the furthest extent of their sentence. Chapter 2 Daydreams Having laid down to rest, my mind begins to slip away. Into a dream I fall. Within this world of lucid Within this world of lucidity I've come awake. This is what I witnessed. Harlots. The evil in me meets the evil in you. Addicted alone, what should I do? Lost filled by love. This void came unglued. The addiction in me craves the demon in you. Run away through darkened space you've gone and played my heart. Wonderful, this emptiness has torn my heart apart. The devil in me sees a demon in you. The sinful rejoice these deep-rooted blues. I'm at a loss. What's there to lose? The loser in me likes the player in you. Run away through darkened space you've gone and played my heart. Wonderful, this emptiness has torn my heart apart. The cynic in me craves the sinner in you. Through these nightmares I sank drowning with you. The sinner in me fiends the heathen in you. Harlots engross my feeling for you. Oh, what do I choose? Nightmares haunt my awareness. Sleep paralysis takes effect. In my mind I see Lucifer. He is breathtaking. His physical beauty calls my soul. The closer I get to Satan, the more my spirit burns. The pain is unreal. I try to pull back but cannot move. I'm face to face with the devil himself. I cannot speak. The father of darkness is very colorful. His appearance shifts to every color of beauty you've, your heart could ever desire. This trickery is used to lure his victims into his grasp. He feasts on the soul of the wicked and innocent alike. Sin is beautiful, attractive. It is colorful, fun, and exciting. Sin is appealing yet dangerous. Use caution when using and handling such lucid ideologies. Life is all a dream. Satan insists as he slithers closer. Imagine the power you could possess, he suggests. The evil spirit rattles his tail, then lays a seed as it sinks into the earth. Before my very eyes, life begins to spring forth. A seedling pokes through the soil. Time is moving rapidly. A few minutes pass by. I look away for a moment. When I turn back, there is an apple tree. Diablo himself offers me an apple as he shifts colors and shapes. I stand firm and resist such gestures. The devil is persistent, but I turn away. Suddenly the sky grows dark and gray. A loud voice stems into the earth. The Antichrist becomes very outspoken. His face does not move. However, I can hear him speaking in my mind. It is frightening. A shiver runs down my spine.
The reverberation of his voice shakes my body. I panic. I grab the forbidden fruit and thrust it against the ground. Smashing it against the ground, the apple breaks into many pieces. Worms and other creepy crawlers scramble away from the remains of the forbidden fruit. Suddenly, I awaken. My body is drenched in sweat. I can move again. The demonic have disappeared. I'm all alone in my room. Had I begun to pray to my maker that he may take the evil ones away? Haunted by my dreams, I do my best to calm my mind. I can't stop shaking. The memory of the devil and all his beauty haunts my mind. The air is cold and stagnant. I roll out of bed cautiously, still frightened. I make my way to the door. The colors like like fireflies just swaying in the night. My UV lamp reveals the murals on the wall. They appear to be three-dimensional. I push the slammers and pogs out of the way. I flip on the UV lamp. The afterglow of the bulbs begin to rest. Grabbing the door handle, I turn it as I walk into the sunshine. Outside, the birds are chirping. It's a cool autumn morning. In the cornfield beside my house, I hear the rustling of corn. I dare not move. Suddenly, a buck jumps into the yard from the field. I can see his breath. The deer freezes as if caught in headlights and takes off through the cornfield towards the pumpkin patch. I get into my piece of shit car and turn the engine over. It doesn't start. Again, I turn the engine over, giving it a little gas to please the carburetor. Excellent. It starts. The year was 2004. Upon driving into the parking lot, I twist up a cigarette, then walk into the shade. The candy man sold pedal goods to people in the days. The sun was timid yet bold. Sparking up the cigarette discreetly, I quickly puffed it down to the less burning ember, then distinguished it. The school bell rings. Shit, I'm late. Another detention for me. I proceed to the classroom. I'm in the career center. For me, I'm learning how to work with electricity. My friends inform me his girlfriend died in a car accident. I empathize strongly with him. I'm devastated. I can't imagine how he feels. The day moves on. Before I know it, I'm in the next class. I walk in through the mobile home doors. An acquaintance of mine is giving me shit. I warn him that today is not the day to be doing such things. He continues to badger me. I pick up his desk with him in it and throw it several feet across the room. I'm hurt. I'm pissed. I don't understand. Fuck this. I'm going out for a cigarette, I announce as I storm out of the classroom. These years of my life were testy. My intentions were good. I had a good heart, but I made a lot of poor choices. It hadn't taken long before I arrived at graduation day. I cannot attend the ceremony because I was caught with cigarettes on the premises, even though I was 18. Before I know it, me and my friends are cruising the streets. My buddies and I are in the bed of the truck. We're trying to find graduation parties. Suddenly, my mind flashes to the future. I cannot see what's... I can see what's about to happen. I immediately tell my friends to get into the truck and put a seatbelt on. He's having an argument with this girlfriend, so he refuses. Everything goes black. It's now 2020. I snap from the flashback. So many missing memories of missing years of my life had vanished without a trace. The past decade and a half have been hell on earth. Something cries to me to read a Bible verse. I open up directly to the verse that calls my name. Spoke of me and what was to come. Was it a coincidence? I don't know. This is the third Bible verse that has called my name. Each time it has been spat on. Who needs tarot cards when you have the future? From time to time, without even trying. My imagination is different from other people's. I cannot see what I know. This limits daydreams. 
Yet in lieu of the daydreams, I experience daymares from time to time. So what's a daymare? Imagine that you experience a mirage. You see things that aren't there, but believe they exist. It's like paranoid sleep paralysis on steroids. The only difference is that you're awake and moving. You cannot escape your fate, but you know what? I've grown to like the pain. I wasn't always this way. There was a time I'd been truly happy in life. No BS. Life felt good. So what's real and what's not? If a blind man sees visions in his mind, is he delusional? What about a schizophrenic? Does the same logic apply to him? We all experience highs and lows, hardships and pains through to what, though to what extent? What is reality anyways? Do your beliefs supersede mine? So does fiction exist if it's believed to be true with all of your heart? Chapter 3, Secrets of the Heart Secrets exist in this maddening world called life. Sometimes normal isn't so blatantly obvious. What is reality anyways? I wrote this novel to create closure and to resume life in a new way. A way that offers a better shot at happiness without the flaccidity of depression. Drawn between the lines of reality and make-believe at 35 years of age, life has just begun. I, ha I had her at hello. Little did she know what I was. I was a dom, and she needed a sub. Little did she know that I was dumb and needed a sub. Nothing more, nothing less. Not that I had any height. My mistress was a short woman with dirty blonde hair and the bluest eyes the world had ever seen. She was a mistress, or so she had believed. Her name was Zoe, which ironically enough was quite suiting for the situation at hand. Zoe being used as an interjection meant the expression of pleasure. We were close and not too close. Reunions took place from time to time where we would pick up right where we left off. She was my best friend, but not in a way you would imagine. She was my ex. That being said, in hindsight, it's a miracle we made it that far as we did. Loneliness haunts our spirit. Someone somewhere in the world would understand the frustration of being out of place. Growing old without the ability to appreciate the little things in life. Yet here we were, perfectly broken. This was my chance to step up to the plate and play ball in the Major League. The date, December 3rd, 2020. One of the worst years in the history of the United States of America, yet here we were, living the Great Depression 91 years after the grave era famine and slum. Our economy took a dive once again. Together we had been two lost souls who fell through the cracks of salvation. Stuck in limbo, life was a struggle. We were inseparable and unstoppable. Nothing could come between us, but then it happened. Zoe loved the spring of intercourse, such a fragile specimen she had been, truly pure and innocent on the outside, inside was another story. Zoe was a glutton for punishment, being as she had been beautiful and I ugly, I assumed the role of the beast. She shone like a diamond and was unbreakable, or so it had appeared. The world of bondage was a whole different league from the traditional vanilla way of life, which was often cliche in an arbitrary kind of way. The incongruency of our previous estranged relationship crippled the, ending, the inner workings of the whole world. Change was inevitable. Time would tell our fate. She was quiet and lovable. She was a pixie, always getting into mischief. She could never quite let go of the past, however. That's where the trouble began. Going back to before we met, back before the antics of high school, I found myself sitting in a desk, being introduced to the world by means of kindergarten. Back then, the world was a very honorable, respectable place. Now, nearly a decade later, frankly, life had fallen apart. 
Our safe word was magic. Admittedly, I did a number of tricks which required such, such safeguards. Yet I had nothing to show for my efforts. No children, no pets, just Zoe. Codependency got in the way. Not long after, we went our separate ways. Welcome back to Real Life, the show where we constantly try to be creative, express ourselves, enjoy our beliefs, and poke fun of each other and ourselves. Just relax. Everything's going to be okay. Come on in. Don't be afraid. There you go. Other news, it appears that a Matthew aphasia became flashy trend overnight. We've never seen anything like this. This is absolutely stunning. Did you know the well-known celebrity Matthew Aphasia, publisher of two audiobooks, has disappeared just as fast as he was discovered? This is a real manhunt for Where's Waldo generation. Sort of like searching for Bobby Fisher. Have you seen this man? News brought to you by your... News brought to you by yours truly, Matthew Aphasia. Where's my Nobel Peace Prize? Glitter, glitter. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute, will always recognize. Welcome to the rant where we satirically discuss real life situations, real dilemmas, and solutions for real world welfare. Welcome to the rant where anything goes. Everything is recorded live where we are, where whatever we're doing, and nothing is filtered. Does anyone here like puzzles? Get out. <laughs> For real, though, get out. Seriously, though, life is an adventure and a puzzle all in one. When I was growing up, the times were simpler. We didn't have all these electronic gadgets and gizmos. It was a simpler time. Flash forward to now. You're sitting there merrily texting away, minding your own business, careful not to make eye contact with your phone, just in case you accidentally hit record or someone is looking in, when suddenly it occurs to you, what color heart did you just put out there? You know, you have to be careful nowadays. Nowadays, emojis are like gang signs. You better recognize, accidentally slip a black or blue heart, then you better be prepared to back that shit up. It's not like the good old days when you were playing poker, throwing down a suit and happened to trump a pair. Now if you have a pair, you're in trouble. I'm surprised playing cards haven't been banned yet. Think about it. There are 52 white cards in a deck and don't even get me started on the game of chess. Like for real, black lives matter, blue lives matter, all lives matter, nothing else matters. Yeah, I went there, threw in a little Metallica while I was at it. And for the love of God, whatever you do, don't bring up anything meaningful. Personal beliefs are meant to be coveted, didn't you know? Unless you identify as politically correct, then keep that shit to yourself. The irony is real. I've never been very excited about politics. I identify as a conservative libertarian. Many of you are like, that doesn't even make sense. It's a complete oxymoron. You know what doesn't make sense? Transformers. Always shifting between what they are and what they imagine. A Merry Christmas to you too and a Happy New Year. Not to get, poli not to get philosophical on your ass, but I believe science is a religion in itself. Hear me out. You're having a conversation. You're both grown-ups. They're like, but science this and science that. So you come back with, but Jesus Christ, which immediately turns to Jesus Christ. Don't push your religion on me. From there, all hell breaks out. Prove God exists. Where are your references? At which point I ask Google, who founded the Catholic Church? And Google's like, Jesus Christ. At which point they're like, you can't believe everything. 
anything you see or read on the internet, at which point I'm like, maybe they're right. Maybe there is no good God in the world. So you say, that's a nice watch. How much is it worth? At which point they're like, but it's mine. And you're like, prove it. Because, I mean, how can stealing be wrong if there's no more principles to keep us in line? Before you know it, they're reaching for the watch like some kids trying to get into a cookie jar at grandma's house being like, give it back. And I'm like, not until you behave. Lean forward, gently slap them on the wrist that they know you mean business. A lot of atheists may disagree with me on this. They may say that's why we have ethics and political correctness. At which point I'm like, not to sound racist, which being a white male father figure, I'm I'm instantly boosted to the ultimate threat to the human race. Nevertheless, I'm bald steep in this conversation and I'm like, I'm not about to back down. So I say, Hitler had ethics too by definition, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stand in line and work for the man. And they're like, but the Holocaust never happened. There was never a man on the moon either. God is a fairy tale. Do you believe in ghosts? Before I know it, I'm signing away my soul to philosophy for the sake of argument. In fact, I'm so far into the rabbit hole that I decide that when I grow up, I'm going to be a comedian. Unfortunately for you, I haven't grown up yet. So I decided I'm too far in and I ain't not coming back if I don't turn around now. So I throw out there, which is better, soulmate or twin flame? At which point they're like... I'm an empath. And I'm like, so I see. In my opinion, twin flames are often bullshit when in comparison to soulmates. Like, for real, I have more faith in fortune cookies than I do in twin flames. Now you may be like, I was just kidding, twin flames all the way, ha ha ha. At which point I'm like, you're a special kind of special, aren't you? I'm an INFJ in the Meyer Briggs personality spectrum. I have more reasons to tell the truth than to lie. Does anybody else feel bad for future generations? The mentality of today's day and age is go green, burn that coke so we can fuel those cars. Anybody else confused? The confusion is real. Some of you may be like, how is smoking crack going green? At which point I have to stop and explain that there's the drug coat, there's the beverage, and there's the coal. You know, the kind that you barbecue shit on and grill on? And they're like, hold on, let me ask Google, which gets my engine started again. For clarification, different definitions, I mean different things at different points in time. Similarly to queerly gay, which used to mean oddly happy, but if you go around saying it today, you're either gay or a bigot. With all this confusion in the world, how is anyone supposed to learn anything? Isn't the point of school to become educated, to learn to think for yourself, to become independent and self-sufficient and to express your individuality at an independent level? I would think so, but maybe not. Which brings me to another rant. It is illegal to hurt yourself or anyone else if you're not in the right state of mind. That being said, all living mammals need oxygen to thrive and survive. Suicide is illegal in the United States of America, as is self-harm. To deprive oneself of oxygen for the purposes of feeling better is self-mutilation, which leads me to a gross topic. Eventually, evidently in the U.S., murder is illegal, but eating one's own placenta is not. There's a bit of a catch-22 going on there. How does that work? Like, for real, cannibalism is possible if we all pitch in a digit? Maybe pick some scabs? What the fuck is wrong with people nowadays? So little Johnny is learning to prep for real life. He's cooking in the kitchen. Johnny slips and cuts off his father's finger on accident. Without skipping a beat, mother says, Is anyone going to eat that? Dum da dum dum dum. Just like humankind. I don't know. Humankind is an odd race. Politically incorrect humor is not a trademark of Dwindling Sunshine Productions. Politically incorrect comedy podcast, copyright 2021, Dwindling Sunshine Productions. Brought to you in part by Pick. Politically incorrect comedy. Thank you all. Have a wonderful day.
Freedom, the ability to practice your beliefs freely. Socialism, the ability to practice their beliefs rather than your own. Capitalism, the ability to financially gain both materially and monetarily from others' beliefs as well as your own. Individuality, individuality, the ability to decipher the choices and practice your own beliefs. Any questions? You're welcome. Matthew Fasia. You should get a Nobel Peace Prize for the efforts. I'll wait. Naked meditation. Sit back. Close your eyes and relax. 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 Imagine yourself naked sitting in a tree. A warm, swift breeze blows by you as you gently kick your dangling legs from the branch you sit upon. You are neither hot nor cold. The temperature is perfect. You are getting younger with each passing breath you take. You continue to breathe as the memories of your life elegantly pass before your eyes. The bad memories you hardly notice, paying little attention to them at all. The best memories, the golden years of your existence is all that remain. Before long, you find yourself back in your childhood. Everything is mystical and magical. Colorful rocks and unique looking twigs sit at the base of the tree trunk. Everything feels positive, mysterious, fun. There's no need to worry about work or survival. You have nothing you need to do. You found yourself in your own glorious heaven. You've regained your childhood. You are happy, curious, delighted to welcome the rise of the sun, the falling of the sun as it sets, and the rise of the stars and the moon. Your head feels pleasantly lighter and your mind gladly empty, carefree, worry-free. You begin to climb down from your tree. You've been stuck in this tree as it has grown for many years. Though the tree is your sanctuary, you now feel safe enough to climb. Climb down this mighty oak and roll around in the field of red poppy flowers just past the rich green grass. Anything you've ever wanted to do and can, you can now achieve. Levitation is a reality. Levitating in place, you've realized your ability to fly to the skies, past the stars, through the universe you fly. Nothing can hurt you. You are invincible. The warming glow of ambience of the stars fill your heart with joy. The empty space and darkness highlights all the marvels of an infinite universe. Gazing back at the earth, towards your tree, your life source, you realize that you're home no matter where you are. Infinite skies help you to explore new places. The things you find in adventures which take place, you find are endless. Black hole.
souls naturally repel you as if you hold an opposite polarity to them. You feel good, safe, secure, no matter where you are. The views and sceneries are amazing. Life is wonderful. The peace it bears is uncanny. Marvelous visions of priceless loving thoughts continue to fill your mind. You have inherited a soulful state of ecstasy. The euphoria will never leave you. You have rested in a state of peace. You can never die. As if you were a caterpillar within a cocoon, you are now a monarch butterfly. The world is at your fingertips. Nothing can take these God-given freedoms from you. You are a divine mystery within yourself. There are no laws to follow, no rules to recognize. All you see, taste, and feel is pure and good. There's no need to wake up. There's no need to do anything. You are at peace within your spirit. Enjoy every day as if it were the first. Your soul is on fire with the infinite innocence of existence. I've set your heart free. Go and spread these magical moments of excitement in this cold world. Share your smile. Give to the less fortunate. Welcome the lonely hearts with compassion and love. Please accept my gifts of warmth with your open arms. You are the guardian of your own existence. You are a shepherd of others. Go now and set humankind free. There are unicorns floating in outer space, a secret race of extraterrestrial horses follow pace. We are the chosen ones who have never raced, yet here we are. Flying pigs who seldom learn to fly, flow by the purple sun. How high can we get? Admit you're lit, I know we're having fun. There are those of us who don't believe blades of grass have souls. There are those of us who know the things that no one else has known. Yet here we are, a special race of something simply fun. So low your thoughts, you know you ought to go and buy a gun. It gets a bit disturbing when there is no other way. Friends for life through grief and strife we surely should remain. When emptiness is blessed to rest within our blackened souls, we shall find the ways we seek what few of us have known. Politics and bureaucracy run deep within our skin. So many thoughts we will not speak, we harbor them within. So who's to blame for what we've lost? What constitutes our lives? We are all workers, bees, and ants in this chess game we call life. The problem isn't Illinois, California, or New York, Connecticut, Washington, Michigan, or sorts. The error comes from within the city lights of all these states. Constitutionality never seems to take. To break away from who we are and who we've been inside leaves little room for peace of mind when operating our lives. To lobby one another to vote for deep blue leaves falling leaves of communism socialistic clues my vote will land on freedom conservative towards change libertarian values most of the way when it comes to what remains optimum freedoms optimum rights minimal taxes little government in sight know who you are know why you vote cause and affection influence you most. Killing babies is wrong, the elderly too. If your government can do that, what's saving you? Trump may not be perfect, Biden has no clue. The moral of the story is who is right for you? Look at communistic countries, even in the past. Stalin, Hitler, Fidel Castro, these people never had a chance. The USA is not perfect, it has many flaws, but when we look around the world, we have it better than them all. And remember, boys and girls, be safe, stay out of trouble, don't do anything I want to do, and for the love of God, don't 
Drink the blue Kool-Aid. I recorded this occurrence due to its extreme nature. If I don't make it back, please don't worry. Everything will work out in the end. I was harvesting wood today, preparing for this event, and had returned to a spot that in the past had seemed rather promising. And as expected, there had been a fallen tree right next to the stump of a tree that had previously harvested. But the log of the tree was too big, and I'm only one man, so I decided to cut it in half, make it a little more manageable for the travel homeward on foot. began sawing through that log to cut it in half, but every time I started to saw I heard a creaking noise followed by a cracking sound like that of a tree getting ready to fall. That's when I saw it. Before me stood a munchkin-like creature with a knot of hair on its head which had been all mangled up and looked out of place, big black claws on its fingers and toes, and a trail of moss running through its fur. The creature snorted, I'll take your soul. Well, hell, I sold that a long time ago to another beast, I said to the creature. Well, if that's the case, I'll have the soul of anyone who is present in the light of the fire composed of this wood, the creature retorted. Well, my soul was one thing, but the soul of my family and friends showed more of a potential of making it places in due time, so I couldn't have that. So I said to the creature, creature, I'll make you a deal. I didn't really sell my soul, I added, pausing for a moment while the creature hissed, snorted again, sniffled, then scratched his bottom and said, I'm listening. Well, creature, I said with a bit of a smile, if I can cut this entire log up, split it, and stack it right over there in one hour's time, will you spare the lives and souls of those who are touched by the light of the fire? I questioned. The creature glared at me, puzzled and somewhat irritated by my pointless and purposeless attempt at heroism, but did not say a word. After a long pause, I spoke again. Creature, what can I do to change your intentions? I pried in haste, quickly running out of time to finish preparing for the party, with maybe an hour or so until the first visitors had arrived. Cleanse my fern, I will never bother your visitors again, but your soul is still mine, the creature snuffled. Well, I didn't want to come near the creature, let alone wash it, but I certainly wanted the creature to spare the lives of all those I knew. So I grabbed the creature's decrepit, infected-looking paw and shook it hesitantly as pus oozed out of its goopy glob-like mix of red, orange, and yellow. The creature looked me directly in the eyes as if it had connected with my soul and said, It's a deal. Now let it be done. The creature again snarled, pushing forth an old wooden barrel, partially filled with sudsy water that appeared out of nowhere. Well, the body odor and colors of smeared red, yellow, and orange that came off the creature were creepy and quite alarming to all of my senses. But I cleaned the creature anyways and cleaned myself, as instructed by the creature to close the deal. The creature then told me it would be back someday for my soul, but as it had promised, it would never seek the souls of those who are touched by the light of the fire that is currently burning. Well, I'll be damned. The creature wasn't lying. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's heaven, I'm sure of it. Sorry, everybody. The creature was only coming back for my soul. Good luck to you all.
So here's to uncensorship in a make-believe world, which I call the power of positivity. Welcome in. You are listening to Pop Radio, the power of positivity. Yours truly, Matthew Fasia. Who is our guest today? Welcome to the real world. Now taking applications for voluntary work for all trades, including but not limited to writers, readers, musicians, collaborators, people, maybe even ghosts. It will be okay if you apply today. It will be okay if you apply today. It will be okay if you apply today. It will be okay. Fuck this. <laughs> 